Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I recap Saturday's game against the Cardinals and preview the final preseason game, which will be against the Browns at home Saturday. Joe, when the Chiefs play on the road against the Cardinals like they just did, you have to think back to Steve Bono's 76-yard touchdown run and you leading the way, waving, imploring for Bono to catch up to you. Well, on a walk with his grandparents, my two-and-a-half-year-old son did the same gesture a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it's, it's he, you know, Jeff, just us just talking about it, he must have learned that by osmosis, <laughs> right? Just hearing you and us talk about this on our podcast all the time. And he had the wave down. He's like, come on. And, you know, it's funny because I know Steve, uh, you know, he's going to be mad if I, if I say this, but kind of like the same thing, right? It was like the young buck leading the grandpa down, <laughs> down, down, the, <laughs> down the field. So, Steve – you're listening. Sorry, I don't consider you a grandpa. You never ran like a grandpa, but you know, come on. When a lineman's running backwards faster than you were running forward, I mean, maybe maybe you kind of brought that on yourself. When I sent that video to you, uh, you you had a, a good comment. You you said you weren't sure who was who was moving faster, Bono or my uh, or the grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, some people would have said that that Steve was like almost running backwards. He was running so slow, but uh, you know, he he was a tremendous athlete, and I, I give him all the credit in the world. But uh, but yeah, but you know, again, not to to beat it up to a pulp, but you know, when a lineman's running backwards faster than you're running forward, <laughs> it might be time to get some speed training. <laughs> <laughs> well, going forward, instead of backward against the yeah. Cardinals, we'll talk about uh, the 2023 games against the Cardinals. And Joe, the Chiefs look just a hair rusty at first, you know, I think just having not played a lot, there's some draft passes and penalties. Yeah. Penalties. But of course, ones that got going, boy, were they rolling? And, and one of the stories was uh, Rasheed Rice. Joe, this is really interesting. He led everybody, all the players from that game in, uh, in receiving. And when Patrick Mahomes was asked about him, he compared him to Sammy Watkins, which is really interesting, Joe. He, he said they have the same speed and physicality. I looked it up. Rasheed Rice is 6'1", 204. Sammy Watkins played at about 6'1", 211. So that's pretty accurate as far as build, similar build. But it's interesting that Rasheed Rice, when asked about this, he compared himself to Andre to Andre Hopkins. And that's the player that uh, Joseph Hoyt of the Dallas Morning News, when he was on this show, compared him to because of his ability to make difficult um, uh, throws. So anyhow, yeah, that I thought that Rasheed Rice uh, is going to be an interesting guy to watch. Yeah, I mean, look what look what it's doing. And not to not to take the focus off of Rashid because he he was fantastic, <clears throat> and I think he's definitely you know I mean this is another shining example of Brett Beach and and Andy Reid and 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 the staff that they've put together, being able to find talent and and get talent the best talent out of people you know in this incredibly you know powerful offense, right? And to to kind of just move to a, a tangential topic on that is this. You know, you've talked about it. It's kind of the, it was at least, I mean, I, I, if I remember right from our last, you know, one of our last few pods, like this wide receiver battle 
in preseason is, is, has been one of your favorite things to watch. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think with, you know, with Kadarius, Tony waiting right there in the wings and, you know, fantastic job in, in that article you wrote for Forbes on, on him and Pacheco with this, you know, coming out of this injury uh, state that they're in um, with, with Tony back and, you know, MVS and Sky Moore, and then you look at, at the depth with Rasheed Rice, Richie James, Justin Watson, Justin Ross. I mean, wow. Like, this is going to be a really interesting year for how this wide receiving core develops. And, 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 and I'm, I'm not saying it could look different from, you know, if let, let's say all things go well and Kadarius is ready opening day. And, you know, with, with at least the ones as they stand now with, you know, Tony, Valdez Scantling and, and, and Sky Moore, right? You got the, the three. Could it, could those three not be the top three when the season yeah. ends? And, and, and where, who will be the twos? You know, who are going to be the threes? Like, I'm telling you, this, this is going to be one of the more interesting things. Um, and it's, and, it, and it's, it's a good battle, right? This isn't a battle like we were dealing with last year where it was like, all right, is Andrew Wiley ready to play right tackle for this team? Oh man, let's have a battle at right tackle. Like this is a battle of like, let's get the best player out there that fits this offense. Like, and whoever it's going to be, you know, this isn't like a battle to make a spot this, you know, or make the team. This is a battle to see we've got a lot of depth and, and let's get the best, most powerful weapons out there at the same time. So I, I'm again, not to take my, my eyes off of my always favorite offensive line spots to watch, but I am, you've got, you've got me. <laughs> you've got me on this battle. Like you have, you've made a believer out of me that this is going to be the most fun thing to watch on the Chiefs team um, for 2023. Uh, glad I had that impact on you, Joe. Uh, we're talking, to, we're going to talk about another positional battle, but another guy to throw in there too that is kind of throwing his hat into the ring is uh, Smith Marset. Um, I, you know, I, I think he was yeah. on the outside looking in, but boy, he looked fantastic. Um, Scored a really nice touchdown against the Cardinals. Curious to see what happens to him, if maybe he's just a practice squad guy. But, um, yeah, uh, so it's going to be really interesting to watch. And another really interesting positional battle, I think, Joe, is is they've talked about um, these guys are both going to make the team. But uh, Josh Williams and Jalen Watson at cornerback, who's going to be mm – -hmm. we, we know McDuffie is going to start at cornerback – Legarius Sneed, as soon as they've he's had kind of a, a knee issue, but he's going to start a cornerback who is going to be the third guy. And Joe, I'm curious if you have this issue as well. I've got to, because I've got to be honest, I always, and I'm a little embarrassed about this since I cover the Chiefs, do this pod. I always confuse Jalen Watson and Josh Williams. They came in the same year. Yeah. These yeah. cornerbacks, both JW. Um, you know, for their, for initials, both drafted kind of late. Um, so I can view, and I think last year they were both good. I want to say that um, Jalen Watson actually started out a little bit better at the big play against the Chargers, pick mm -hmm. six. And then Josh Williams came on a little bit later, but again, am I confusing the yeah. two and making it even worse, make it for my, uh, my feeble brain tries to keep up is Josh Williams now this year has changed his number to number two to further confuse me. Yeah, right. Joe, are you? Is this just me, or are you having trouble with these? Well, guys? they're 
and their their measurables are very close too, yes. right? They're both yeah. six two six three, both in the high one hundred nineties, like mid one nineties. Like they look, you know, like w- w- there's no, there's no uniform difference. Like they they look very similar uh, body types. Like it's you know it's like it's not like um, you know going back to like uh, Albert Lewis and Duran Cher- or Albert Lewis and Duran Cherry or Albert Lewis and Kevin Ross. Like those yeah. guys couldn't have looked any different, right? Right. Right. Kevin Ross looked like a, a professional wrestler. You know, Albert Lewis looked like a point guard or a basketball, you know, f- a strong forward, um, you know, power forward in basketball. Like he was tall, lean, lanky. Like, yeah, like there's <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to be able to tell, um, you know, and they play and they play similarly. You know, they, I think exactly. they play very similarly. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be. Another, I think that's going to be another one to watch. And, you know, cornerback and, and defensive backfield is always an interesting battle, right? It's it's because it's such a, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like it's such a finesse position and it's such a momentum position, right? Like mm-hmm. if if you're not if if you're just out of step and your momentum's not going in the right direction, like defensive coordinators have no trouble pulling a cornerback out because the, the last thing you want is a cornerback's confidence to go down where they're getting beat. And, you know, it's like, you just got to like, you got to like, it's almost like in basketball where you like, when things aren't going well, you call timeout, right? Timeout. So slow. Let's just stop the momentum. And that's like, what, that's what defensive backfield is, right? Like you got to like slow things down for those guys. Cause it's, it's a very, very tenuous uh, position to play. I, I don't, I don't envy anybody who plays that position. Cause you know, I, I, I think of it as, is it's like the offensive line of, you know, of, uh, of defense, you know, because you you only really get your number called yeah. when something bad happens, that's right? You great, get a hold of call, great. interference. Yeah. Listen, you're physically you're going backwards half year of your life, right? You're you, you know you don't know where the other player's going, right? Like in 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 on, on when you're an offensive lineman, like you don't know where the defensive player is going. Is he going to slant? Is he going to drop in pass protection? Like you know you don't you don't know where players are going to be. Same for corners. You know they don't they don't know where that wide receivers go and they don't know the plays that, you know, they can study all the film they want, but things can change on a dime. And, and it's like, I always think of them as, you know, the offensive line of, of, of the defense, even though de- defensive line is a little more similar physically, I think from a play perspective, you know, corner is, is a lot like um, a little less in safety. Safeties are more like glorified linebackers, but mm-hmm. you know, like corners are, Corners, that's a tough, that's a tough spot to be in. I, I don't envy, I don't envy them at all. Uh, you know, and once you start losing the step speed wise, you know, they're just looking for the next, next person in line. So it's not, it's not a fun spot to be in for sure. One last note about the the secondary, the defensive backs, the guy who keeps um, flashing for me is Kamari Connor, the rookie. Mm-hmm. He uh, deflected a pass. He's rushing the passer, and they're using him in all kinds of versatile ways, safety and even kind of some nickel corner positions. Uh, he, he's going to be fun to watch, and I think he's you're, we're going to see a lot of him in the in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a big kid too. You know, he's he, he talk about like a Kevin Ross type or a Duran Cherry type. You know, he's well over two hundred pounds. He's a little shorter, stockier, hits like a truck. So yeah, it's going to be uh, he'll, he'll be he's going to be a good one for sure. Another another great pick in the fourth round, right? Another great mid to late round pick for uh, for Brett Beach. He did it again. Well, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite 
casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online while the game starts. Uh, Joe, one last note about this um, Cardinals game before we move to the uh, final preseason game. Um, you know, I, I was I watched it on NFL Plus, which is great because you can watch any um, uh, preseason game and, and it's out of market. But how they do it is it's always the the home team's local broadcasters. And mm-hmm. Joe, I don't know if you knew him or I, he was kind of coincided with some of your playing days. I, I I don't think he was still around for that Cardinals game with the Bono run we talked about, but he played with the Cardinals for a while. Um, but anyhow, uh, fullback, he was a fullback. Ron Wolfley, oh my God, mm-hmm. I love listening to him though, Joe. He has this deep baritone where he would talk about everything and his 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 language, he, he kept calling um, Ingram the Cardinals backup running back. He was a goat rider because he could just ride a goat into the stampede. So uh, he's a lot of fun to listen to. I know we're believing Chiefs, but it's just it was kind of a fun little note of man. He really made what was not a very competitive game with the Chiefs trousing. He he really made it an entertaining contest. Yeah, I, unfortunately, we you know, and I do know, I do know of Ron and 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 his career, and uh, he, we just we missed each other um, by by that we overlapped a one year. So my rookie oh. year, which was you know like a blur. And, and I didn't really, you know, the Cardinals at that point were NFC. So, you know, I wasn't really thinking about that and didn't really get to see him um, at all during, you know, during, um, you know, my career, but yeah, he's a, you know, was a West Virginia guy I played at West Virginia, but yeah. And, and, and went to four pro bowls as, as a special teamer. Yeah. I mean, he was a good player, yeah. you know, back when, you know, back when, when fullbacks were, were for real, you know, when, when you actually had, you know, a lot of fullbacks, um, you know, Hey, listen, matched them total touchdowns, four for four, you know, I matched them <laughs> four, to, four to four. So, you know, um, but yeah, he was a really, really great player and, um, you know, probably didn't play as long as, as he would have wanted to. Um, but, you know, he, he, and then he went on, I think to the Browns and then I think he was with the Rams until 95. And um, so, yeah, so really, uh, really great career. And, um, you know, just a, just a long, a real nice long career. And uh, but didn't didn't really get to to because then he went to Cleveland and I guess we would have played Cleveland but I w- I don't know if I don't know if we played him in ninety I think we may have played him in ninety three or ninety four I can't remember um, but yeah so very very interesting um, I can't wait can't wait to to hopefully hear him more so yeah definitely if you go back um, I'm gonna have to check into some of Cardinals games via NFL Plus or just on the radio or something because he was great to listen to uh, Joe it now for a listening to this last game for the uh, Chiefs place uh, Saturday against the Cleveland Browns third preseason game, which was kind of basically what, like what the fourth preseason game used to be when you were playing Joe, I think you've been on both sides of it. You've gone into that last preseason game, knowing your roster spot is locked up. You don't have to worry about things. And also some, some times when you had some, some doubt about that, can you kind of take listeners through both scenarios yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my first, you know, couple of years as a, as a, as a draft pick, you know, you kind of, at least unless you, you know, did something completely egregious, you felt like, all right, they're going to give me a chance to develop here. And so, you know, you don't, you don't go into that last one too stressed, but you know, as you get older and you're not a starter, 
and you're a backup and you're fighting for reps and you know you want to you want to show the the scouts and you want to show the personnel folks that you can play the game you definitely you know got to take it seriously right i mean it's 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 a game and you go out there to compete every time i mean john harbaugh you know really uh really took to heart some commentary that was going on out there about you know about how these players may not take preseason or may not take these games as seriously. And he was, he was pretty ticked off about that. And I think, I think what it was, was um, I think, I think what he's seeing is he's seeing the media plus the fans air a little bit of frustration about like how much they don't get to see the Patrick Mahomes and the Travis Kelsey's and, and the starters in these games. And I think they're like, Oh man, like what are, what are these players doing? But you know, it's hard, man. It's hard for, for GMs and coaches to balance, like, you know, I want to have this player available in the first game, you know, do I, do I put them at risk in a preseason game? It doesn't mean anything if, if we're only here to practice and get ready for the season and, you know, um, or do, you know, do you go out and, you know, try to get your players contact ready? Like it, it is a really, really tough dilemma with these salary cap constrictions that, you know, or restrictions that, that teams have, right. I mean, 20, 80% of your salary is locked up in 20% of your players. And, you know, you lose two or three starters in the preseason, your season could be over. Mm. You know what I mean? It could, it could put your whole season at risk. So I don't envy coaches. I don't envy management. Um, I, I love the fact that um, John Harbaugh d- did stick up for players though, because I think fans and, and media mix a little bit about what preseason means to the players. And you think, well, they're not taking it seriously. Well, of course they're taking it seriously. When they're out there, these players are competing to the, to the best of their ability, because that's what football players do. It's just that don't, as a fan and in the media, don't get mixed up about, you know, don't mix up the fact that, you know, teams are trying new things out. They're trying new plays. They're, they're practicing. These are practice games. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and they've got to have a fine balance between how much they play their starters. So, you know, give, give, give the, uh, you know, NFL air quote, some credit for, for handling it the way that they handle it. But, you know, don't lose sight of the fact that these players, when they are out there are competing to win and to, to win battles, individual battles, score, win the game, get more points than the other team. Cause that's the ultimate goal. But at the same time, it is practice. It's preseason. It's not mm-hmm. the season. So, you know, cause that whole Ravens, like, 24 game winning streak in preseason just cracked me up. Cause like who, first of all, who's even counting that? Like who's, who was the person that like started counting that statistic? Like, like it matters. Right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, but you know, it's a statistic, it's, it's a statistic nonetheless. It was created and made for like a pretty, you know, the, I keep complaining how the preseason has been kind of unwatchable. Uh, no offense, John Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but that game was really fun to watch. And, you know, I think, Harbaugh's comments, he was kind of chastising the media, which I think was um, I, I think that was part of his point too. I think he was also doing it speaking to the media to kind of get to his players and stick up for them. I think that was like yeah. very intentional on his point to just yeah. hammer home how much you know he, he cares and stuff and how much he he wants to 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 indicate how much he still feels is important and you know have his players back who are fighting for roster spots. Uh, Joe, you know, I, I mentioned that I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing the defensive backfield in this final game. The other guy that I'm looking forward to seeing is is Danny Shelton. He's been really interesting. He was a former first round pick. The Chiefs could use some guys 
on the defensive line uh, with Amena who missing time and uh, Charles, excuse me, and Chris Jones still um, holding out. So Jones is an interesting character. I want to see he. I think he's on. He's lost some weight. He apparently through mm-hmm. carb cycling, which he told the media. But uh, yeah, I, that's probably one guy I have circled uh, for this game. Joe, anybody you've got got circled? Well, I mean, you know, I, I'll be anxious to see, you know, for me, obviously, I, I still want to see how this line is going to play and how and how these tackles. I mean, not to not to completely be lineman centric, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see, um, you know, how this thing all works out for for Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith. I just getting the timing down, understanding, you know, what the Chiefs offense is all about, getting the the timing of the running back core, the core running back group getting the timing of Patrick and how he moves around in the pocket. Like that to me is something that you can only do in a game. Yeah. Can you do it at practice? Yeah. You know, I think every, all the other positions on offense lend themselves much better for practice. You know, running backs can see the holes. They can see where things are developing, get their timing down receiving of courses, you know, you know, they can do seven on sevens. Um, you know, they can do that stuff. It, it, offensive line is a very unique position in that it really does take that game speed to really get your timing down and, and how it's all going to fit together, so to speak. So I'm still excited to, to see how the tackle spot shapes up. No, no, no issues with the interior line. I mean, it's, we're, we're solid there. Um, it's really about, you know, what's this, this, this investment that they've made in Donovan Smith and Juwan Taylor going to pay, how's that going to pan out? So I'm I'm really excited about that because I think once that piece comes together, along with this receiving core, we get Pacheco healthy, like bam, here we go, right? This is this is going to be the, the the Chiefs' magical offense that we've seen for you know the last couple of seasons. So I'm I'm excited about that. I'm also excited to see George Karloftis's uh, maturation process and how a whole year under his belt and working out with Tom Bahali, how that all worked out and you know, this, this off season and, and seeing what he's going to look like. And I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens at, at the, you know, defensive end position opposite him, right. With the men who out for a little bit, you know, um, and a Duque Uzuma has got to be super excited for this season, you know, home crowd. And, you know, this is going to be really cool for him. And, you know, who knows, right. If he, if, you know, the old Lou Gehrig, Wally Pip, right. <laughs> it could be a Wally Pip situation where, you know, Felix comes in there and he turns into Lou Gehrig, right? And never comes out. So we'll, we'll see how that all works out. Um, you know, just kind of going position by position. We talked receiver, jumping back to defense. You know, I love this linebacking core. Super excited to see how that all gels. And then and then, and then we, we kind of talked through the, the whole defensive backfield thing. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a, uh, you know, look, the last preseason game, and you'd asked that earlier, like, you know, how do you feel about it? Like, you know, when you are on the bubble, man, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, you, you, you worry about every single play that you, you you messed up or every assignment that you missed or every block that didn't go as well as it should have or every ball that you should have caught. It's it's tough when you know, you know, and and, and I have had an old, I have a saying, I, I even say it today in, in corporate life. I say, you know, when the coach stops yelling at you, it's time to worry. And um, a lot of times what happens in these last preseason games is, you know, the coaches just stop yelling at people you know, and, and, and then all of a sudden your radar goes up and you're like, oh man, I'm out of here, you know, cause the coach just doesn't have the time to yell at you anymore. They don't have the energy and, and they feel like it's wasted breath because that, and that's the harsh reality of, of the NFL, right. Of, of going from 80 
players down to 53 every single summer. Um, you know, the coaches can't yell at everybody. And when they feel like they're done with you, they stop yelling at you. And, and I felt that like it, that was my, you know, when I kind of knew things were coming to an end and I was getting, you know, healthy and, you know, I, 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 I labored to get back out on the field for that last preseason game. And, you know, I just looked around and like in films and, you know, things like that, the coaches are just aren't yelling at you. If you miss a block and you're like, Oh man, that's not good. Cause you know, two years ago, they'd have been screaming at me and I would actually felt good about it because then, then that meant they cared, mm-hmm. you know? So um, it, it is tough. The last preseason game is, is really tough. It's a lot of mixed emotions because I don't care what anybody says, you know, you, you're spending a whole off season and, and, and a whole preseason living with these guys and, and there's 80 players and you get to know them whether or not, you know, they're, they're the 80th guy on the roster and, and in the scouts eyes, you're, they're, they still become your friend. They st- they're still your teammate for, for quite a while. And, you know, I remember as a young player, when I did feel a little more comfortable about being on the roster, I would see players, you know, and get to know them at camp. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get a, a call from them or something, obviously it's before we were, you know, texting wasn't really a big thing when I was playing, but like, you know, you get a phone call from them and said, Hey Joe, it's, you know, it's so-and-so I, uh, I just got, you know, just got the call. I'm, I'm heading out. I'll, I'll see, you know, maybe I'll see you around sometime, you know, it's like, Oh crap. I like, I like that. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. We were friends. Like we hung out in the off season and had a couple meals. We spent camp together and then they're gone. It's, it's, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. It's, it's a tough thing. I don't think a lot of fans, unless you watch things like hard knocks or, you know, you watch some of those docudramas about what training camp is like. Uh, it's really hard to understand the emotions that the players go through, even the ones that stay. Right. Even the ones that stay, that's what is that old, what's that theory, Jeff? It's called like survivor syndrome. Like there's a lot of players who have like survivor syndrome, right? The guys who were on the bubble and all of a sudden they get like, they make the team and they, they didn't get a call on Sunday from the coaches. Like, Oh my God, I'm, 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 I'm a chief. And then, and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh man, but what about so-and-so they're gone. And you're like, you start to feel guilty. Like, Oh man, I wonder mm-hmm. if should I have made it or wh- why right. me? And like, it's like survivor syndrome. So you know, it's, whew, man, it's, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Cause there's a, there's just so many swirl of emotions around that last game. Cause you, you want so much to, you want it to be your career and you want to be out there. So it's tough. It's tough. Great perspective there, Joe. Uh, something that we've got to talk about, you, you do such a good job on your spots on eight ten radio. You can listen, uh, seven thirty AM central, uh, on Tuesdays, or you can do what I do. I just listen to the podcast version. Anyhow, you always do a great job breaking down offensive line. I know that for this contest, we're not going to see the starters that much, if at all. Um, we've got to talk about Patrick Mahone said after the game, you know, he's like part of the preseason is he he wants to to kind of get hit just a little bit to prepare him for the season. And he's like, the way the offensive line is playing, he's like, I haven't been touched in two games. Joe, they've, is- they've been playing awesome. That is the best compliment. You know, those guys must have been beaming when he said that because that's the best compliment you can get, right? Because, Jeff, don't forget, I think I've said this before on the pod, offensive line is the only position in all of sports, all of sports. You, If someone can name a sport where this where this is, is not true, I need you, I need you to, to, to hit us up on social media. But offensive line is the only position – where your sole job is to protect other players on the field. 
It's the only sport where, where there is a position dedicated to that. Yeah, there's positions that are dedicated to protecting the net, like a goalkeeper, yeah. or you protect the net in basketball. Yeah, there's protection positions where you play defense, like in, you know, in, 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 in ball type sports like soccer, or, you know, but it's the only position where you protect another human. So anyway, long answer, short question. Yeah, it's got to feel awesome for those guys, right? To have Patrick say something like that, right? The best quarterback in the NFL is touting you saying, man, I didn't even get hit this offseason. Like, that's awesome. And, and I think that's if they can take that momentum with them into the season, and keep him healthy and, and keep him from taking all those hits that you see on that show quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. My God, you know, if you really do think about, you know, the hits that these guys take, you know, every, cause the, the camera always pans, Jeff, it always goes off the quarterback and you don't see the push, the shove, the knockdown, the arm coming down over your shoulder, you know, defensive end, you know, clubbing you or whatever as a quarterback. And, you know, I think Kirk cousins, you know, was that one game, if you watch the, the the series quarterback, I'm only six episodes in. I still got a couple more to go, but like there's that one where he literally is moaning the entire game. <laughs> He's just like, Oh, right. like, yeah, so not only they either, like you said, pan away or sometimes they'll show the hit, but you don't hear it. I mean, that was the thing. Like, I think we all saw some Kirk cousins took a lot of hits this season, but you didn't hear him just moaning on the crowd. You're yeah. right. That even in this era, when they protect the quarterbacks, these guys are yeah. still taking a lot of hits, except for Mahomes during the preseason. Here. Exactly, exactly, which is just how we want it. This pre- we 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 need him one hundred percent on you know opening day. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Go Chiefs! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.